Hello, my wee fam. As always, I hope everybody's doing good and have been, despite everything that goes on every single day in our lives and in the world. You guys already know the disclaimer. Basically, just don't come for me. <laughs> there. Easy, simple, out the way. So, I would like to talk about womanhood. Womanhood is different for everybody, um, but for our young youth, our girls, our preteens, our teens, young women, young ladies, like all of that, <laughs> I understand that a lot of us, our upbringing was and is completely different from down to all the way down to the, the hygiene, our hygiene. And I say hygiene first because there are some young girls walking around here that don't know how to clean themselves properly. And it hurts my heart. But again, I understand that everybody was raised different, everybody's upbringing was different, and everybody's livelihood is completely different. So it's not me pointing fingers, it's just we need to remind ourselves that raising young women, these young girls, these our youth, we have to really teach them and communicate with them about cleanliness, hygiene, very important, brushing their teeth, making sure their ears are clean correctly, making sure that they're washing properly, making sure that, you know, after they're bathing correctly, they're not putting on all, all these lotions and or just, uh, you know, spraying perfumes on to mask the odor. No, 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 no. Because I know everybody sweats different. I know people sweat more. Some sweat less, so they don't have to worry about it. Um, but it's very important to make sure that we're raising our young women to understand cleanliness of themselves. Looking under their, their, their fingernails. I'm only speaking of this because I've seen it so many times. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what in the world? What's, what's going on? You know, where, why are we failing our young girls? Um, whether you're a foster mom, whether you're the aunt taking care of your, you know, your niece or nephew, whether you're the grandmother taking, you know, it doesn't matter what role you play in their lives. We just have to play a better role in their lives. Um, I see some girls walk around at early ages dressing very older than their age. And people get offended when something's said like that to an adult. But you can't get offended because some of these girls, these young little girls, these little, these youths, we have to remind ourselves that their innocence gets taken sometimes. By that I mean some girls have been molested, won't talk about it. They've been raped, won't speak about it. They've been abused some kind of how and don't speak about it. One, they're afraid to. Two, when they do talk about it, I have literally heard it be asked of a young lady, well, what did you do to provoke that? <laughs> no, absolutely not that is not how we approach that which then creates another barrier because if anyone's ever been through that situation it's called shutdown 
they're not going to talk about it. They won't speak about it. They won't bring it up. They'll go through this pain, this trauma all by themselves because they don't have a safe place to come and a safe person to speak to or with. And it hurts to understand that that's happening, to know that's happening and to know it still goes on today. But going back to hygiene, properly bathing and washing yourself, even if it's just a quick wash up because you took a shower the night before and you're getting up the the next morning, you're just doing a quick wash up. It's still proper bathing. It's still proper. There's a proper way to do it, you know, and, and making sure that your armpits are, you know, fresh. And if you do sweat a lot, making sure that, you know, you have deodorant with you or if you don't use deodorant, if you're using more of the healthier way uh, of keeping your armpits, you know, fresh, making sure that's always with you. But it's, it's, it all comes down to teaching. And I understand that a lot of people are like, oh, we need home ec back in class, back in schools. We need this. We need this. We need this. Do you know that it starts at home? Home ec starts at home. And I get it, everybody's schedule is completely different, so you cannot be home sometimes when your children are getting up to go to school, yet, yet, you're there with them at night. You're there with them through the weekend. You're there with them. There's times where these conversations can be had. There's times where this talk, this this display of everything can be done. So there's really not an excuse. Now, if, if you're an adult and you weren't shown how to do this properly, right, You but you learned along the way. And some adults, let me take this back. Let me take this back. Because some adults actually still don't know how to properly cleanse themselves and take care of themselves. Or they think bathing every once in a couple of days is okay. I watched this thing the other day. Um, This lady said that she bathed every six days. I'm sorry. She didn't even say she bathed. She said she cleaned herself, which meant she only washed her hair. She said her face and something else. And I was like, so we don't wash the full body. But she said that takes too much time to wash the body because the soap runs down her her body. So that's washing. Uh, every bit of me was kind of, dis- not kind of, was disgusted because we sweat again, <laughs> somewhere throughout this day, we sweat as women, we sweat. If it's that time of the month, our body temperature is completely different. If you're working out, you're sweating. If you are, you know what we sweat. And if it's that time of the month, how Does any woman feel that not bathing herself properly, cleaning herself properly is okay? Because let's talk about that time of the month, by the way. This is not talked to to, with teens sometimes either in the home. How to prepare for it, what it's like, what it's not like, you know, just throwing everything out there so your teenager can understand or preteen can understand what the process is like and I get it it the process for a menstrual cycle is completely different for everybody yet the cleanliness is the same it's proper cleanliness that needs to be spoke about often whether you're wearing a pad or you're doing a tampon you still have to clean 
there's still blood. Like, I'm not finna sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> You're still bleeding. For three days, five days, seven days, eight. Sometimes I know people hemorrhage a little bit longer and harder. Then that means you really need to clean and keep yourself clean daily. So I don't understand why this is not a thing. But again, it starts at home. Any and everything we do in our daily lives and how we treat people, how we how we treat ourselves, how we ever starts with us and it starts at home. My thing is if you can go out in the world and be all well put together for the world to see you on social media all well put together but your hygiene is not put together that's a problem you should always take the time to clean yourself first of all it's an emotional thing it's a mental thing it is a physical thing cleanliness should be a it's daily yet Some still don't get that. And I'm not knocking anybody. But it does bother me that adults still don't feel that they need to clean themselves or keep themselves freshened. Because going days or a week or two without bathing, um... It starts to cause a problem with odor. For women, like I said, down there and in your armpits. And if you're not properly brushing your teeth, your breath. It does. And for women, for black women, our brown women, it is very necessary to always keep ourselves clean. It should be. We cannot wash our hair every day. That's just not what we do. It's not for us to wash our hair every day, but when it's time to wash our hair, it's time to wash our hair. And we can always smell our hair before anybody else. We can always smell ourselves before anybody else. So I have a hard time understanding why nobody oh wait let me take that back because there are some that don't have a sense of smell some not a lot they cannot smell themselves which that means they have to clean themselves often because they cannot their sense of smell is off um i remember watching this documentary about that um And she said she would cry because she would think that she smelled even though she just took a shower or she would bathe often or wash up often because she always felt that she could, that she smelled and nobody was going to tell her. And she said there was times where she was so depressed that she couldn't even go to work because she felt like people were talking about her because of her smell, but there wasn't a smell to her, but subconsciously she was telling herself that she smelled and people didn't like her and were talking about her and so it put her in this space that was so emotional and so damaging that she took she said it took her about two to three years before she finally was able to come out of that space and then really work on making the steps she you know with counseling and um and 
working on a daily routine that way it didn't it didn't cause her so much agony throughout her day so I understand there's situations where you're not able to smell your sense of smell is off I know that's a thing yet for those that have a sense of smell that should be important to make sure that you're staying clean But for our youth, our young girls, it should be a thing also to talk about loving themselves, reminding them that they are beautiful the way they are. Because again, society and social media will have these young girls, since that's what they see every single day will have these young girls thinking that they have to be a specific body type. They have to look a certain way. They have to talk a certain way. They have to walk a certain way. They have to dress a certain way. They have to, they have to, but their role model should be the woman that's in the home with them. And again, I get it. That cannot be all the time, but then you have all these young girls trying to be everybody but themselves because that's what they're seeing all the time which is how we have eating disorders which is why we have suicide rates that are high in young women which is why we have a lot of young women starving for attention from the young males which then have them dress a certain way because they feel that they're not getting the attention that they're supposed to in their mind. They dress a certain way to get the attention that they want, which is not always good attention, which then doesn't always end good. There's so many trauma steps that happen yet can be very much avoided. And believe me, I'm going to do one about raising young men. Because I think that's very important for parents, especially women that have sons, to understand raising them from a woman's perspective is completely different from raising them from a a man's perspective. We have to teach our young men how to treat themselves and how to treat young ladies. We'll get to that. Because I've seen some stuff where I'm so disappointed. And just like, I, this this cannot be. But we'll, we'll get there. But going back to our young ladies. Even if you adopt. Because this seems to be a thing. When non- when a non-brown person adopts a brown child and they don't understand how to do their hair seek help ask someone go to a, 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 a salon preferably a black beautician brown beautician a brown woman beautician if you guys want uh, if you guys are wondering why I keep changing black into brown because we're brown our skin is brown our skin is not black my shirt that I have on right now is black my skin is brown that's why I keep changing it to brown so don't be like why she keep because 
there's a reason. Like my phone case is black. My skin is brown. I know it's not going to change overnight to people always saying brown or because black is a thing. I get it. Black is a color in the crayon box. Brown is also a color in the crayon box. And I match that. So that's why I keep saying it. Anyways, (laughs) preferably if you are non-brown and you have a brown child, a brown girl, or a brown young boy, young, young man, preferably always, not preferably, always just go to a, a woman that is brown and ask for help. A beautician can help you. She will give you tools. She will help you. If she cannot, there's always more. There's always more. And I really pray that when you're doing adoptions, I know some people are going to, they're going to take this all the wrong way or not understand what I'm trying to say. When you are not a brown parent, woman or man, when adopting a brown child, daughter or son, be ready for everything that comes with that emotionally, mentally. Because you won't ever understand what that that young child is going through. Because you live in a different world altogether than that brown child. They will go through things emotionally that you won't ever understand because you don't have to stand on that side. They will physically go through things that are completely different than you. You have to learn how to be there for them. Because you're not a brown man or woman... You can be offended when they get mad at you for something you don't get. You have to understand you haven't stepped in their world. You haven't walked in their shoes. You're not going to understand what they're going through. You're not going to understand that they're being bullied at school because their 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 mom or dad, who you know you've been you you've adopted you've adopted them, is not brown. They get bullied. How do you be there? For, how are you going to be there for them? You have to, you really have to prepare. And I really feel that anybody that does adoption has to go, they should go through specific classes and be certified after that because there are certain things that you will not understand, especially when adopting a a brown young woman or a young man. You won't. And I pray that this is not your child just as a trophy that you're going to parade around and not want to take the time to understand them and treat them disrespectfully. I pray that that doesn't happen because it does happen. It does. But anyways, going back to what I'm trying to go to, it's very important at home that also... You as a parent or parents, excuse me, parents work on healing yourselves, the traumas and triggers that you've been through so that when your children are growing up, you're not pushing it onto them. You have to, as a parent, parents combined, be able to start healing 
making the steps to heal because that's the first part is acknowledging it and then making the steps counseling a therapist it's a must because we can push off so much to our children that we don't even pay attention to that when they grow up they have certain things that even though we didn't do it like outright it was still done because our sub, 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 subconsciously we're doing certain things that we're not paying attention to because we're so used to working in a, in a way that consciously we're not paying attention. How we speak to them, how we react to them, how we um, cater to them or don't cater to them, how we love them or don't love them, how we it's all it, it's it's all done at times subconsciously because it's how we were raised so we think that's the best way to raise our children that's not that's why you hear a lot of people saying I'm learning how to break cycles or I'm breaking cycles so that way my children don't have to go through x y and z that's very important it's very important to learn to break cycles it'll help in every way possible it will help And it doesn't, it doesn't help the more you act as if there's not a problem. Because the more you act as if there's not a problem, there's going to be a problem. And I get it. Like I always say, all of us were not raised the same. We all were raised different. Our upbringings completely different. Our way of thinking completely different. The way we move completely different. The way we just interact with other people completely different. I get that. But yet if there's a continuous cycle that continues, you know, it's continuous. It's a continuous cycle that still goes on and on and on. There has to be a break somewhere in there. Well, this is how I was raised. And then we're going to... And No. No. Being defensive is trauma too. We're all hurting. We all. We are all hurting. But my brown men and women, we hurt on a whole different level. And all of us can't go to another person and be like, da-da-da-da, because all of us weren't raised the same. I keep saying that because it's so true. We all were not raised the same. Emotionally or mentally were we raised the same. Some of us went through a lot of physical abuse, a lot of emotion abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse. Traumas, traumas, triggers, we all have them. I mean, truth be told, for our brown men and women, PTSD is a thing for all of us. It really is. But our young women need guidance. They need structure. They need help. I remember being, how old was I? 
I was a teenager. I had to be, I think I was a freshman or no, 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 no. I think I was a junior or sophomore. I remember walking up the street with one of my um, classmates at the time and it was a Saturday. We, I can't remember where we're going. We were, I think we we're going on our way to the store. We were walking up the street on our way to the store. Neither one of us not dressed provocatively, pr- provocative, provo- oh my gosh, provocatively, <laughs> not whatsoever. And we we're trying, I was trying to figure out why this car kept uh, moving. And the weirdest thing was when I got closer, because the side of the street that we were on, like he had, every time we moved, he would readjust where his car was at. But I didn't pay attention until we started getting closer to why he was doing that. And I was like, this is so disrespectful. He was in his car filling on himself. We're two young girls walking down the street. When I realized that, I was like, oh, we need, to, we need to walk the other way and fast so we can be near people. So that way, if anything were to happen, somebody would help us, you know? Um, I was also at school one time and summer school. I ended up having to do summer school this one. When um, I can't remember why I had to make up classes because I switched different, you know, from state to state. So uh, they were already ahead. So I was behind basically. So I had to take summer, summer school. I had to do summer school to catch up to where they were in that state that I was in. And the teacher I was trying to figure out why most, a lot of the girls were up front. And I remember one day when I came in, he was like, oh, you finally wore a dress. You, you should sit up front. I was like, excuse me? And then he didn't repeat it, but I heard him. And then I paid attention to how he was like looking at all the other girls that wore like little, like sh- shorter skirts and dresses or whatever. And I watched like their mannerisms and how he, what he was doing. So when I went home that day, I let my parents know what happened. Well, cause I had went to the office and told them as well. And they were like, are you sure that's what you've seen or heard? What? Yes. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be one of those situations. So I went home and let my parents know as well. Um, and then versus them saying something to that teacher, they kicked me out of summer school because I was offended by how he came at me. But no, no, let's keep him here because they couldn't afford to find another teacher, I guess. But you get kicked out of school. I was livid. My parents were livid. And then it was just crazy because then they asked the other people in the class. They're like, oh, no, we're not. We don't feel that way. Well, little did they know later down the line to come to find out he was actually having sex with those females, those, those girls. I'm sorry, they're not females. Those girls. But it was okay. No, none of that's okay. But even then, they nobody heard me. Those were adults that did not even want to hear me, but knew what was going on versus something happening to that teacher. I got kicked out of summer school for speaking up. This is why I say we don't need to ignore 
when a young woman is coming to tell something to us, we need to hear and listen to them. Matter of fact, when young girls are coming to speak up and say something, they don't need to be ignored either. They need to be heard because I've noticed that that's a problem as well. Like I said before, when children try to come to adults and tell them that something's not right, they've been touched or however they say it so you understand it, you ignore it play it off as if they don't know what they're talking about or what did you do to to for that to happen we've all seen it we've heard it we've watched movies where it's like that you know I watched a documentary that talked about that and they had to talk to children of course you know using dolls because that was how they had to you to, to do it to get a child to talk and it was the saddest thing that the parents were like, we, we thought she was just, no, you cannot just think when a child comes to you and they tell you whether you believe them or not, you believe them at that moment. Then you do your due diligence and then you find out what's going on. But then you don't keep people around that, you know, have done that. That's a problem too. And a lot of families have done that. That causes so much hurt. Because that means that no matter what, that that poor young girl or that poor young boy will never be safe. Our young youth will never be safe. They won't ever feel safe. Because who they're going to talk to? Who can they go to? I'm telling you, it's not right. And our young girls, our young young women need to young ladies. They need to be heard. They need to feel like they're being heard and believed and listened to. And don't they, you know, they, they always say you don't let little girls or boys sit on older people's laps like that, especially, you know, older guys. Or if you feel uncomfortable about somebody and something, don't let your children be around them either. Because if you feel uncomfortable, they're going to feel uncomfortable too. You have to remember that children up to a certain age, their innocence is I mean I'm sorry their intuition is very strong so when they speak up and say something's not right they mean it they can feel it they feel it differently than we do at that age there's a certain age where it's just blocked because we've been through so much we don't understand it we can't you know we've been talked down to so much that we think that's not real no it's really real it really is their their voice has been silenced though though but going back to hygiene, again, we have to make sure that our young ladies are out here with their teeth brushed, their face, face washed, ears clean, you know, deodorant on, that they're, you know, washing their areas very good and clean. Um, because being a young woman, you get odors. Being a, a, an adult, you get odors. And we specifically need to talk to them about sex. And the importance of, importance of waiting until they're older to understand it. Because emotions are transferred during sex. And if that young man that that, you know, that, that young woman's having sex with, if they're not being protected, diseases are being passed around. By the mouth and or by, by the vagina. 
you know, early pregnancies. Why was it hidden? Sitting down and having these uncomfortable conversations have to be comfortable at some point in time. It's like, oh my gosh, having children, I'm like, okay, I have to talk to my son about guy things. He doesn't want to hear me talk to him about guy things, but I'm going to have to because I don't want him to get out here in this world or not even just out there in the world, but one of his classmates or somebody he's, you know, hanging around gives him all the wrong information and he's out here doing something before he's supposed to. No, 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 no. It starts with me. It starts with me. You know, dreams that they have and, you know, just everything. Oh, gosh. I was like, oh, I got to do that conversation. (laughs) No. You know, but I know I have to have that open door policy with both of my children. So that way they know because they got it from home. And I get it. Everybody doesn't have that relationship with their children. You should, though. I don't. I cannot see why you wouldn't unless your children are not in your custody. And that's, I, I won't know who doesn't have their children in their custody and why you don't have, that's, 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 that's you. You only know that. But for anybody that's taking care of someone's child, your child, anybody else's child, I'm sorry, for anyone that is taking care of someone's child other than your own, these are the kind of conversations you have to have with them. These are important. Especially for young girls, you know, starting their cycles or I'm sorry, let's, let me, let me, boop, 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 let me go back. It all comes down to even when they're starting to get breast, helping them understand that your body's about to go through a change. You know, these young, these young men are going to tease them and make fun of them the young girls are going to tease them make fun of them especially if they don't have breasts starting to come in yet they're going to be rude and you know kind of bully them that we're we no i don't even know why we haven't got down to the bottom of this yet of bullying yet i really don't we'll get there again because i've talked about it before but maybe that i talked about it with my son when we did our podcast together but oh my gosh the bullying but i have to understand that parents are bullies too it starts at home It starts at home. It really does. And if you're a bully to your child, your child's gonna go to school and bully other people or bully other people, no matter where they are, out of your presence. They can be doing it in front of your presence and you still don't even pay attention. That's how bad that is. I've watched it. (laughs) I'm like, hey, 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 come here, come here. And I'm one of those, I'll say something to a child. Um, If their parents aren't gonna say nothing to them, I'm like, you, are you okay with, cause I, I, I'm noticing something. I want to check it. You know, I'll say something, but if you're, if you're not paying attention to your child and your child's doing something that they shouldn't be doing, I'm going to say something. If you're offended by that, then you don't need to be in near me or in my home, or I don't need to come over anymore because I don't, I'm not okay with any kind of, chi- any, any child talking any kind of way to an adult or children. No. Some children are too grown for their own good. Let's, let's, let me just go there too. Some children are just too grown. They're five, three, sometimes two, seven, ten. 
talking to 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 children like adults or talking to a, an adult like they're an adult. Huh. Oof. I absolutely not. <laughs> no, and there's nothing cute about that. I'm like, oh, look at the no. It's not all. That is, you need to check that. There is nothing respectful about a child speaking to an adult like they're an adult or talking back or being disrespectful. There is nothing cute about that. And I know children are children. They're going to try it. They're going through things. So, you know, they're going to figure out, you know, who they can and cannot test. And they're going to, you know, talk to an adult like they've seen another child talk to them. Listen. I am not the one to be around children like that. I, I would I, heed the warning. That's not me. When it, when we're in public, it in listen. <laughs> My whole tire skin crawls when I hear a child talking back to a parent. Especially that what? Who are you saying what to? And with such attitude. Oh no. If your child runs your household, ooh, it's time to really, 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 really set some ground rules or get some counseling to get that on track because that's not okay. My children should never, never, ever run my household. That means I'm not parenting my children. My children are parenting me. Now, don't get me wrong. They try it. They try to get mouthy. And I come back with them. That's what we're not going to do. Mm-mm. 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 We are not our children's friends. We're, we are our children's parents. We are not their friend. I wasn't. I Listen, my mom is still my mom. I'm not. She is not my friend. I know I'm still her daughter. My mom will check me at any point in time if I get disrespectful. And I'm 42. But I know better. But again... Everyone's household is completely different. Everybody was raised completely different. Everybody sees it different. Everybody, I'm just, how I was raised in my household, how I do my raising now. With my seven-year-old daughter, I've already taught her. I've taught her at a young age how to make sure to clean herself properly. Teeth, you know, we go over the the song of brushing her teeth you know there's days where she act like she don't know how to brush her teeth all right well let's go back to the drawing board then let me show you again and i'll do it for you no mm, yes yes you need it <laughs> you know so we go back to the drawing board but you have to because they're children they're gonna they're, they're gonna try to get away with whatever they can okay they're they're going to try to get away with it whatever they can so we just have to make sure that we stay on them it's a must just like their education, making sure they learn how to read at an early age, making sure they know how to spell their name and write their name at an early age. I meant nowadays, children cannot get into kindergarten unless they know their ABCs fully, how to write their name. Actually, that's how it, that's how it used to be, how to write their name, how to write, you know, do the numbers, count up to about, I think it's 20 or 50. What is it? 20? 100. I think it's 100. Because when we had to do the, the testing to make sure my daughter was ready for kindergarten. They were like, oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, I meant what? What else do we need to learn? But I but I, I taught them at home, you know? As soon as they were able to start talking, 
we we were on it but I didn't baby talk them either I talked to them like they were children even at a young age I, I never I did not baby talk my children because they need to understand what I was talking about and what I meant So, you know, potty training. I know everybody does it different, but as soon as they, at 12, they start learning how to walk, that's when they get potty trained. Bottles and pacifiers, if that's what you do, but at a certain age, they have to get winged. I, you know, I didn't breastfeed my children. My children were not breastfed babies. They, they were like, nope. So, you know, I, that wasn't me. I, but I know certain people like to breastfeed until they're two. Um, uh, don't they get teeth early? <laughs> nah, that wasn't, mm-mm. I was grateful mine didn't want to. Cause yeah, I've heard stories. I'm good. Mm-mm. But for bottles, we didn't do pacifiers either. But for bottles, my son actually at, I think he was 11 months old, 12 months. Was he 11 months old? 10 months old? When he threw them things in the garbage, I was like, all right, let's get it. As soon as he threw them in, we started potty training. My mom was not playing that. <laughs> she was like, oh, he did? Oh, it's time to start potty training. And we did. With my mama's help. Because I think I stayed with I think I think stayed with her at the time. And she was like, no, it's time to start. That's okay. And we started. He knew to knock on that door. He, need, he knew to get to that bathroom as soon as he woke up. He knew. He knew he was ready. My daughter took a little longer. But she was potty trained by one. Then she went backwards. Then I got her back on track, but it wasn't that it wasn't hard. Like I thought it was going to be. They always say that, uh, body training girls is harder. I want to say probably yes. I think I had it early easier with my son than I did my daughter, but you know, they were potty trained by one. And I think both of them started walking before one or by one. No, my son started walking before my daughter a little bit after. She she was right up at one. But it all comes down to parenting. There's no book on that. There's no book on parenting. Uh, at all. I've read the how to become. There's not because everybody does it different. <laughs> was like what no everybody does parenting different but our young girls our young our young women need specific things for them emotionally mentally to be able to help them and guide them as they're growing up it's very important and it hurts my heart when some don't have it. I remember working at a hotel. Um, I was a hotel manager at this time and these young girls, they had to be, I don't even think they were six, 17 yet, but they were prostitutes because I kept seeing them at certain times, every time I worked. And I was like, okay, I need to, I was like, so what do you, what do you, I'm sorry, what do you guys do? I, I see you guys often, so I just, you know, and then the one was very embarrassed and she was like, well, we do things for men. I was like, I'm sorry, how old are you guys? And she was like, well, we'll be 17. What? Like it hurt my heart. 
And then before I left that job, I remember her and I ended up having a conversation and she had came in one day and she was like, oh, I started school. My sister and I started school. We're doing a lot better. Cause we would talk every time she came in, she made a point to always come to me. Even though she was embarrassed, she would come talk to me and we'd have conversations. Cause there was nights I had a work night, you know, when I had, when I was hiring another person. So it was just, I'd have conversations with them, with her, specifically her because the sister was very embarrassed she was too but she at least would have conversations with me because i would make sure that they had eight i'd make sure that i didn't ask if they needed money because that's what they were doing already but i was like do you guys have condoms are you guys good you know uh it just it was just conversations that helped me and her at the same time not me it helped me to, oh no it did help me because it, it helped me to understand why she was doing what she was doing and why they were doing what they were doing but when she came back that last, before I ended that job, she was letting me know that her and her sister were in school. They were about to be moving out of state. They had, they had got jobs and, um, they were, the job was paying for them to go to school. So, and I, to this day, I hope they're doing good. I really do because they were beautiful young women, but I understood why they were doing it at that time. And it just, it still hurt my heart to see them do what they were doing. And hearing their upbringing really tore me apart. And that's that's what they ended up doing, you know? So it, we just really, we, we really have to have these communications with our children, with our daughters. And make sure they understand that they're beautiful. Make sure that you have that good relationship with them because depression in children is really real. Uh, they're self-conscious already, you know, so you have to help them through that. Uh, they get teased and they get bullied at school because maybe they develop faster than the other girls. Uh, so you just, as women, as mothers, as aunts, as grandmothers, as whatever role you play in, in a young woman's life, we have to make sure that we are being very specific on how we raise them and how we talk to them, how we communicate with them and not put them down. And just remind them, remind them of what they're going to be going through. You know, when they get to that stage of developing breast or it's that, you know, their cycle has come, just having those conversations with them. And if you're a single dad and you're raising your daughter, make sure there's some positive women in, in your life that will help you with those moments. Cause it is hard for a, a father to have to talk, a dad to have to talk to his daughter about that. Yet I know it happens. I know you guys can do it. It's not that you guys can't, but sometimes it's one of those things. Okay. She needs a, a woman to be able to talk to her about this. Cause just like with my son, I don't want that conversation, but I know I have to have it though, but also it comes better from a man. You always have to be careful about who you have talked to your children though too. <laughs> Cause all of them ain't going to run right, run the information correctly. So you have to be careful about that. But just again, we have to make sure that we're speaking with our young women, talking, speaking with them correctly, talking to them, hearing them, listening to them. Cause speaking and talking two different things, hearing and listening to listening to them, being there for them correctly and respectfully and just putting ourselves in a better light for our young women. Because like I say, we as adults still need to readjust who we are so that way we can be there better for our children and our young women. We are we I will be doing one about again, like I said, about raising our young our young men. Because ooh, we can hurt them as well. 
But our young girls, some are getting younger and younger where that guidance, I don't know where it's at. And we can never, we can't keep using our work busy schedule is the our, as the reason why we're not raising them correctly or speaking to them correctly, being there for them correctly. We, that's not an excuse because if we if we can make time for everything else, our children should always have our time first. Okay, second, because we have to we have to be there for ourselves first. So second, for sure. Teaching them how to pray, teach them how to meditate. It is a process, but when you have children, that's the process that you have to go through. You can't just have it have a child and think it it's it it's gonna just be peaches and cream and nothing's going to have you have you have to teach your child tv's not going to teach your child tv social media is not going to teach your child you have to teach your child and if you're a young adult having a child you have to understand that you are that child's mother not your parents you are that child's mother you have to get yourself together emotionally and mentally correctly to raise your child correctly. So that means if you need to go get counseling or, a, a, you know, get a therapist, do that because your child's life depends on it. Because you were young when you had your child, so that means you're going through something emotionally and mentally. You're going to need that help. You're going to need that guidance. Remember that your parents are not your child's parents. You are your child's parents. If it's just you by yourself, remember, you got to do this. Don't argue. Don't fight with nobody. You have to do this. But make sure that that child or children have a very healthy environment. If it's not healthy at first, make it healthy as, 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 as soon as you can. Make it healthy. Because every emotion that you're going through, that child's going through. Remember that. So let's let's be here for our youth. Our 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 young women need us bad. Mentally and emotionally, they need us bad. Especially when it's time to get jobs and how to dress for a job, when they're at the job, how to how to how to act towards people that come at them disrespectfully, how to present themselves respectfully. I'm telling you how to dress, how to dress, how to dress is so important for a young adult starting in the work the work field. It's so important. I've seen some things. And oh my gosh, it is oh it's so important. Some of us need to make sure that we're there to guide these young women as they start in the workforce. Down to the interviewing processes, processing having fake interviews, you know, mock interviews to help them. It is, it's needed very much, very much needed. (laughs) I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode. If you haven't caught up on the other ones, please take time to go ahead and catch up on the other ones as well. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your listening ear. I appreciate you. Until the next one, thank you.